Uh, before these two start yabbering on about their thoughts and feelings on the NHL, this episode's going to start off a little bit sad, and Chris is going to announce that I'm not going to be on the show, which is true. But I guess they forgot I own a recording studio, and I do the mixing, so I can chime in whenever I want. <laughs> All right, let's see how this one goes. Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here with co-host Jesse Lucier, and unfortunately, we don't have our head honcho tonight. He's up to his ears in recordings at the studio, Jess, but uh, happy to have you here and excited to talk playoff hockey. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long day. I think a lot of people are, are busy these days, but I mean, this is what we live for, baby. Talking shop, talking hockey. Gonna miss Paulie on the on the mic today, but I'm not gonna miss getting embarrassed by his trivia questions. So uh, you know, yes, we can at least start this episode of making our <laughs> listeners think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Let's see what we could do. Uh, just a couple of news and notes here before we start the first period, Jess. Um, Couple, couple cans, a couple, couple firings. Uh, tough time of year, man. Yeah, I know it's always tough for coaches this time of year. But Mike Yao fired from Philly. Uh, Pierre Maguire fired from whatever job he had in Ottawa. I'm not sure <laughs> what it was, but smart move there. And uh, Barry Trotz fired from the Islanders. A um, little bit of a surprise there. I mean, he's one of those coaches that you got to play all in for. So you know, how long does that last? It's one, you know, that question mark kind of coach. Um, also, so where's he, where's he going to end up? Is, does, is he going to go to Philly? Is, is he, is he the answer there? What do you think, Jess? Yeah, I think, you know, it, when they brought him to New York and the success he had in New York, especially under, you know, GM like Lou Lamorello, that's kind of like yeah. the, the, the perfect culture of that style of team. But man, it just shows you that the NHL is a performance business, like yeah. one down year, right? I mean, New York, obviously you flagged early, you you based it because the uh, construction on the rink was a bit delayed, but that just shows you. So, but I mean, Barry Trotz, the pedigree he has, I'm sure he can choose where he wants to go. There's going to be opportunities. Yeah. I'm sure he's already getting called. So I'm not, I'm not worried. Mike Gal for on, on the other side, he's had a tough time finding success. So he might have to kind of do what some coaches do where they have to kind of go back to the assistant role. Yeah. So it'll be, interesting to see, but it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, that's a good call. I agree. Um, he's bounced around a little bit. Barry Trotz, I'm sure he, like I said, his phone's probably ringing off oh, the yeah. hook right now. Oh, yeah. um, no also, Jess, there's been a lot of talk this year uh, about the amount of penalties that are being called in the playoffs. And I just wanted to touch on that quickly. I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Uh, the last 10 years, penalties have gone up every year in the playoffs. And I think what's happening is, you know, from my point of view, the referees have called the standard the entire season. And they're really, really, really being pressured to continue it throughout the playoffs. And the players, as you know, Jess, when playoff time starts, they just play harder. And there's more little infractions and there's more little things happening that in the past, you know, the refs put their whistles in the pockets during the playoffs. But that's not they don't allow that to happen anymore. It's as a referee, there's no way they would allow you to change your standard or you're gone. You won't be yeah. continuing in the playoffs. So it's such a tough call because the, you know, the intensity of the game goes up so much. And unfortunately with that, if you continue to call the same standard as you did all season, then the penalties are going to be up as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the, the, the focus on this time of year, because in the playoffs, the nature of these teams, every team now is so good, right? And everyone yeah. thinks they can win. So when there is a penalty, these things can, can change momentum of a game. So when a penalty is called, the amount of attention and focus and then the 
season, you know? Yeah. Whatever. So I think there's an element of that, but I actually, I actually didn't know until, you know, we talked about it earlier that on average penalty minutes actually go up in the playoffs and that's yeah. just kind of normal. I just think, you know, you know how it is, man. So yeah. people are so passionate and intense. I know, but man, you know, that, that can be the make or break of a series, you know? So oh, it, yeah. uh, yeah but and it usually is that's the thing power like special teams usually such a big factor so everyone's just really focused in on that and like there's so much so many eyes on the refs i just feel like you know there's a little bit of you know a little bit extra pressure on them but they still have to they still have to do their job the same as same way they did all year yeah couldn't agree more yeah and finally jess cihl finals coming up this saturday night um unfortunately you're not going to be there uh it's going to be the battle of the sharks and the aces uh, yeah, go aces. Be- Benny McCaskill versus and uh, and Jordan So versus your aces with Whitney Olson. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, looking forward to that uh, game time. I believe seven thirty at the DB Ice Rink. So folks, stop in for Hong Kong's Elite Hockey League. Check All right, now let- let's get to our first period. Jess, brought to you as always by our friends at the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues which include the SCIHL for those looking for a fun recreational experience and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of warrior and power equipment. For more information about their programs, Check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, Jess, I'll kick things off this week with our Big Bite of the Week. Uh, as, as always, the Big Bite restaurant, a Canadian restaurant in the city, uh, does amazing things for us around the, around the, the podcast. And I uh, just want to thank them and, and get some people out to the restaurant because they desperately need it. And uh, at this time, especially when things are opening back up. So go see the uh, the Big Bite. Check them out on their social media at the Big Bite HK. They've got fantastic Canadian food, uh, all sirloin burgers. All Canadian beef steaks, uh, just unbelievable stuff. So check them out. And our big bite story of the week, Jess. I hate to do it, but I have to talk about the Habs. Stay off the call for one week, and this is what happens. Of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> winning of this, course. <laughs> with, winning this draft lottery was like the best Christmas gift that you could ever get. I mean, as a as a Habs fan, I've been a fan of the Habs my whole life. I've never seen them with a number one center. Uh, I haven't seen it. And I've done a little research looking back into their history and like uh, Richard, you know, and um, John Bellivo. Uh, there's very few guys that could be considered legit number one superstar centers mm-hmm. that the Habs have mm-hmm. ever had in their lineup. I mean, Saku Koivu was there for a while. Is he, the, he's just not a game changer. He's not a, a Sid or a Connor or an Austin uh, no. or, or a Nate, you know, like, the Habs have never had that. 
And yeah. I, th- I think uh, this is going to be really, really big for the franchise and uh, just really excited to see what the what the future holds for this right kid, because I'm pretty sure, you know, he's going to be the number one pick. And we're finally going to going to have somebody to, uh, you know, really take over the reins in Montreal. What are you what are your thoughts on this? Jess? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I can't agree more. You know, I, Montreal's had some great teams, you know, and in. Yeah. You know, over the last, let's say, even two decades, some really good teams. Obviously, they've been able to to go on some deep runs last year. Of course, in terms of you know game breakers and stuff, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, they've Carey Price is a bit of a different animal. I mean, I think it's far and away he's the best goal in the league, or at least when yeah. he was at the kind of top of his game. But I totally agree when I think of you know players that just get people out of their seats. You know, McDavid, yeah. Sid, these guys. But I will say this, man. We'll talk about pressure. Like I already the pressure on this kid yeah. is more than probably I've seen in a first overall pick in a very long time. Yeah. You know, like it was almost like when Tampa took Stamco's first overall Tampa, like their franchise was just not doing well. Um, you know, I think they were, it was, you know, post post cup already and they just weren't doing well. So the pressure on this kid already, man, yeah, it's going to be tight. And, you know, there's, there's been some talk about, you know, is this kid, I mean, I don't think anyone's talking about him as being a, a, a generational defining player. So I think the, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for Montreal fans. I think the player that they want and the player that they might be getting, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, they groom them a little differently now. I'm just hoping he's prepared, man, because like you said, go that that's the first time Montreal's had a number one pick uh, in so many yeah, years. Man. And and it's and, gonna be tough. Yeah. And the draft is in Montreal. <laughs> wow. It's gonna be wow. yeah. I hope this I mean kid the recipe is there, man. And look, you know, it takes guys some time. I mean, you look at Caulfield, you know, look what he was able to do this kind of second half of the season. You know, what whether it's new coaching change or not, who who knows what it could be. Um, but you know, you get another kid in there mixed with kind of that veteran presence. They're going to have the right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the recipe is there for this kid to be great. Now it's just, can, can he perform, you know? So I'm pulling for him. Yeah, me too, man. So listen, uh, to all the Habs fans out there, um, stick with it. I mean, everything went right so far this year. We finished last We keep, we got Marty St. Louis in the, in the building. He's coming back. And uh, I'm just really excited about this young core group that we've got right now. Right. Uh, All right. What do you got for us, Jess? Yeah. I mean, look, only you would be the one after the first round that we just had to talk about the halves (laughs) as the big bite of the week. Only you could do that. Yeah. So let's move on to our second uh, segment here. uh, Our found feel good story. Um, Found. This is brought to you by Found. Uh, Found is Asia's first CBD concept store and cafe. Found is on a mission to bring the life changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region. Uh, you can check them out uh, at found.hk and on Instagram and Facebook. You can check out the benefits of cannabinoids for yourself. Okay. Uh, and yes, use ATP10 for discount code. Get that code uh, get in them, there. Get that code in there. <laughs> pay the bills. Keep Ivany's lights on. That's right. Uh, okay. So the found feel good story is it, it's a bit different this week. Okay. And what's making me feel good boys is the fact that playoff hockey is back. Is there any better feeling than watching the playoffs? And this first round, even though I've gotten my heart ripped out, which we'll get into a bit later, boys, 
think of the series we just watched. Think of the type of hockey, the quality of hockey. We've got fans back in the building now. Rivalries are back. Intensity's jacked up. What are we saying? How many game sevens? This is the most game sevens we had since, what was it, 92 is what you said? Since 92, yeah. I mean, look, you know, five, we've got... Five game sevens in the first round. It was five game sevens, you know, comebacks, storylines, you know, fortunately there wasn't too many injuries. I know a couple of key guys missed. So yep. guys are relatively healthy in the first round. I mean, guys like Ivan, tell me this doesn't just make you feel good, man. I mean, I, anytime there's hockey at with this little level of hockey, but you know, it always steps it up in the, in the play, NHL playoffs. And I'm so excited to watch. doesn't matter who's playing. Um, but we got hockey every day, two, three games, every single day, it's going to start yeah, slowing man. down, but for the second round, at least we're still going to have hockey every day. Buildings are packed. Jess ticket prices are insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really exciting time to be an NHL fan. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, I think where the last two seasons, the playoffs, we haven't really got to watch with fans in the building. It's almost like rediscovering and it's just the energy in every building, like, Every building is just madness, man. It, it yeah. is just so awesome. And uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, it, that is the, without a doubt, the found feel good story. Yeah. If anyone has listened to this podcast that doesn't agree, then they're not hockey fans and they're probably not listening Jess. Then check, check your pulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's go on now to our uh, Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery Spill of the Week. Uh, disappointing story for me this week brought to you by our friends at Yardley Brothers. Check them out at yardleybrothers.hk. Um, they'll deliver right to your door. Fantastic products, award winners. Uh, and also check out their new cafe and bistro at 62 Peel Street in Central. Uh, they've got they've got this uh, coffee barista, Jess. He's insane. So like they turned it into like a fantastic coffees all day and uh, 14 Soul, taps at night. So yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy that place. All Can't right. Wait. So our spill of the week for me, Jess, uh, and it's, it's like more of the same thing year after year for Marc-Andre Fleury, the wild go to Talbot in game seven. I mean, you bring in a guy at the deadline that's supposed to be the guy that might bring you to the cup. I understand Talbot played well after Fleury arrived coincidence or not. He played well, but you brought this guy in for a reason. He bounces back all the time. He has bad games. He gives up that bad goal. He'll bounce back and he's a battler. You know, it's just, it rips my heart out to see what happens to him every single time. It seems yeah. he, so I think that's the spill of the week. I can't believe that they went to Talbot in game seven, such an important game. And I mean, He's got the pedigree. He's been to the, he's been to finals. He's won cups and you don't throw yeah. Cam Talbot in under the bus. I think that's not even fair to Talbot to throw him in, in a game seven. Um, Look, I, I've been saying this all season and I will continue to say this. I do not understand the one, a one B model in terms of starting goaltenders. It never works. Like you need to have the guy and it needs to be confirmed. Mm -hmm. Look, the goalie gets hurt, which would happen when Matt Murray kind of came through, you know, in a weird way, he just ended up never giving the crease back. But yeah, you uh, name a team that's won with this kind of multi goalie strategy. Like, I, I can't think of any team. You know? I mean, I agree it, it, to have two number ones or whatever, to have a to have a, an issue going into it is, is the yeah. problem for me. So 
it's really important though. I think we can't skip over this. It's really important to have a good backup. Totally. Because, 100%. But he can't be expecting to start games. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, I has totally to, he has to know his role as the backup and be ready to go when his guy goes down or somebody gets hurt. As we saw in the first round, Jess, we had three, I think, third stringers playing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, totally, totally agree. Uh, a backup is a, is a different mindset, different mentality. But I'll, yeah. I'll say this as, as a defenseman, you know, that's that kind of that messes with your psyche. Cause you mm-hmm. know, then the coaching staff may not have faith in that goaltender. And then yeah. you as a decor, you start to, that creeps into your mind, whether it's, you know, at the forefront or not, whether you could say you have full confidence, but when you're going back and forth on these goaltenders, it's such a different feeling than like, like imagine playing in front of Carey Price. I remember, I'll never forget this when Brendan Gallagher talked about Carey Price. He was like, I feel like I can hold on to the puck longer in the offensive zone and 100%. make more risky plays just because I know if I mess it up, we'll probably get a save. Yeah. So when you're going back and forth, you kind of just miss with the mojo, even if it's a slight disadvantage, even if it slightly affects your team at this stage in, in, in the season, when, when the margins are so tight, I mean, you cannot play like that. You cannot manage a team like that. Every time I see one, a one B I'm out, man. I'm out. I know they're going to lose. Yeah, I'm with you. So that's our spill of the week, folks. Uh, remember to check out our friends at yardleybrothers.hk. Okay, let's move on. So we're going now to our Psalm Sleeper of the Week, boys. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about who we're sleeping on. Okay, this segment's brought to you by Psalm. We've been talking about it all year long. You guys know it well. Right now, Leafs fans out there. Uh, Penguins fans, Habs fans, you want to sleep until the draft. Leafs, you want to sleep the summer away until we're back here next year. You drink a can of this 30 minutes before you go to bed, you're going to sleep longer and better throughout the night. You check them out at getsom.com. Like I said, check them out. I know I've been drinking it ever since the Leafs are out. I just, whatever, reduce the pain, whatever, moving on. Okay, so the playoffs, it's showtime, right? Every single season, there's always kind of those unsung heroes, players that we're sleeping on that just make the difference, that get the team over the hump. In the first round, I think no one's sleeping on this guy now. Boys, Carter Verhage in Florida. Ivany, come on. Talk about our performance. Dude, I am so excited for this guy because um, I've seen I've I've had him in, in my hockey in my hockey pool the last couple of years in my uh well, you haven't been sleeping on in him in my fantasy, but I mean I've just watched him kind of keep growing and growing and and he he you know he's he played in Tampa, so he had great leadership there as a young player. Um yeah. I'm Really exciting guy. Really happy for what he's been able to do here. He's stud. He's a stud, Justin. He, he's a so gamer. So he had 12 points. Gamer. 12 points in the first round, boys. Yeah. You know what? Huberto in that series wasn't doing so hot. So you nope. need guys to step up. We've seen it every single year. We've seen it step up. I mean, I remember you go way back. This one's a throwback here. When Ottawa went to the cup final, their unsung hero, their Psalm sleeper was Mike Fisher. Right. You, know, you look at Justin Williams, you look at, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going way back, Fernando Pisani, you know, yeah. these are the types of guys that if you're going to win a championship or if you're going to go on a run, you need to have these types of players who just yeah. out of nowhere, just find a way to get it done. You know, look at game seven, especially, you know, Nick Paul and that Leafs series. Like, I mean, these are the types of guys and I just wanted to fly. There's only one guy in the first round who had more points than Carter Verhage. And maybe you heard about him. His name is Connor McDavid. Yeah. He had a pretty and, uh, good first round. Yeah. So just an incredible, incredible first round performance from Verhage. Yep. 
Uh, you know, I think the hockey world may not know his name, but I think that's what playoffs and that's what's so amazing about the sport is playoffs can make or break your career, man. And right now he's making his. Couldn't agree more, Jess. Uh, unbelievable series by him. And yeah, congratulations, Carter Verhage. All right. Before we leave the first period, Jess, I got a quick trivia question for you. Whoa. Okay, Polly. Polly <laughs> just sent you a this message one, or what? This, this one's for Polly. All right. You might have heard this on the broadcast. How many beers can you fit into the Stanley Cup? According, oh. according to Rick Talk. 14. Bang. 14. Yes. yes. You hear that, Polly? You hear that, Polly? This was not set up. This is legit and live. Live. No, there was no cheating. All right, let's is get it. Is it actually our- 14 beers? It is. It's 14. That's awesome. How many beers? This is a not a trivia question. How many beers have been drinking out of that cup? Oh, my Infinity? God. In- <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> well, too- there you go. Trivia, Paulie. Take that one, bud. Take you that. better sound that. You better make those sound effects, too, because this is a- you better not cut this out. <laughs> All right, that's the end of tonight's first period. Tonight's second period is brought to you, as always, by our friends at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, Jess, it's time to recap the first round of the playoffs. Uh, check out our predictions uh, how about we start with the Western Conference? Uh, all right. So, yeah, sure. I'll start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds like a good idea. This is not going to be any particular order. You guys can do your thing after I'm done doing my thing. But uh, here's what I think happened in the Western Conference. I mean, come on. Yeah, there wasn't many surprises with the Colorado uh, win. Uh, actually, I was a little bit surprised at the Wild. They got shut out first game. I was like, where's Kirill? Who did come back, and he, he was awesome, but we all know what happened to the Wild. Yeah. Oilers, I was surprised. L.A. kind of uh, did their thing better than I thought they were going to, uh, but you got the best two players in the league on the other team. They should have won. They did win. They barely won, but they won. But let's talk about the series that kind of made me go, <laughs> what? And we're going out to Western Canada for this rant, folks. The Flames. First game, one nothing. Not great. Not as good as I thought they're going to do, but they got it. One nothing. Okay. It's Dallas. It's not that hard, I think. But next game. Calgary didn't get any goals. There was like zero. Dallas, two goals. I was like, eh, okay, okay. This is uh, surprising, but, uh, you know, Calgary's going to win. Calgary's going to win. Next game, though, 
Calgary got two goals. Dallas got four. Twice as many goals. It was like, what's, what's going on here? Dallas. I mean, it was Joe Pavelski, but he plays for Dallas. And I was like, ah, oh, all right. Well, Flames down 2-1. They're going to win the next game. They did. Four goals. Boom, 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 boom. That's five. Uh, stars, one goal. Okay. We're back in it. It's tied. It's time to time to time to turn this thing around. Next game. No problem. 3-1. Easy. Everyone lets a goal in every once in a while, so it would have been a shutout if it wasn't for that other goal. But uh yeah, 3-1. No problem. Got this series done. Next game. Dallas. Boom boom. 4-2. What? This is nuts. Okay. It's tied 3-3, which I, like I say, before they start it, Calgary, sweep. They got it. No problem. Nah. Stars take it to game seven. And it was a nail biter. I watched it with my brothers. Boom. You know, of course, game seven, overtime. The team that finished first in their division, they got no problems with anyone. They got a problem with Dallas right away. OT. Luckily, Johnny Hockey came to play that night. And he got the overtime winner. 3-2. Calgary is going against Edmonton. It's going to be a bloodbath. Battle of Alberta like you've never seen before. Well, actually seen in 1991. But you've never seen this fight before. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. All right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Anyways, what, what do you guys think about the Western Conference? Um, let's start with the Colorado series, first of all. Yeah. Um, that was a quick one. And uh, <laughs> I think I think one of the jokes I heard today was, remember when uh, when Sutter said it's going to be a quick eight days to whoever yeah, plays Colorado? Eight days, yeah. It was only seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so, mean, look, uh, I think my pick in that series was, was I think everyone in the world was picking Colorado. I thought Nashville was going to, you know, I'm not going to say put up more of a fight because the games were relatively tight. Yeah, and Saros. Saros yeah. wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, no surprise here. One thing I will say is that Kale McCarr is was just on another level in this series. I mean, he was just doing it all. I think, what did he have, 10 points or nine points or something like that in four games, something crazy. Um, he was just playing at an insane, insanely high level. And you know what? I think there's a lot of debate on, you know, kind of the the, the Norris voting. And I think he probably, uh, you know, that cue the Michael Jordan, he took that personally. And man, yeah. did he ever perform in that series? So look, no surprise in this one. Dude, he might be the, one of the best players in the league right now, let alone defense, but uh, he's on another level. He does everything. Everything, man. It's insane. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's I'm, such a treat to watch. When you have Gretzky just basically singing your praise, I mean, you're doing something right. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah. we all, you and I and Polly, all had Colorado to win that series. Uh, no, none of us had the uh, the correct amount of games. None of us saw the sweep coming. Uh, mm. I didn't. I'd see, I didn't see it. Like like you said, it was a pretty tight series. Minus uh, there was a couple yeah. games that got out of hand. But I mean, Ingram was in nets. Like who is this guy? Yusuf <laughs> is a Vesna candidate. If he's in the net, they they win a game or two. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, I didn't mention, Jess, just before we continue, our overall records for the first round. You and I were seven and one. Polly was five and three, all above 500. You got four bonus points for predicting the correct number of games in four of the series, and I got two of them. 
Uh, so congrats, buddy. Good Can I say, boys, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. <for once>. So <laughs> yeah, we, we all, we all got that first one, right. And I think that was kind of a no brainer. Uh, so let's move on. Just the one that everyone had going seven games went seven and it was St. Louis and Minnesota. Um, you were the only one who went with the bluesers and, uh, paid off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Minnesota to me has always been a strong team. But again, they're just a team that that you kind of have to beat, you know. I think St. Louis, the way they've played this year, what they've been able to do, they just they're a gritty bunch. Uh, they're getting some great goaltending again from kind of a Bennington. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind Back of a new, in the fold. Yeah, yeah. So, which is great, and they just found a way to get it done. This is just a team to me that has kind of all the boxes, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough team to knock out. So, look, incredible season from Minnesota in a, in a tough division. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do there because I think they still have some holes they need to fill. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it, this was a series I was anticipating to be very exciting and tough, and but there wasn't a lot of real estate. There wasn't a lot of room there. I think St. Louis just kind of squeezed the life out of them, played yeah. some kind of boring hockey. and But that's, that's how you get it done. Well, I mean, we, we knew it was going to be hard. These are two big, solid teams, uh, hard-hitting teams. Um, we knew it was going to be tight. And like you said, no space out there. And there wasn't uh, yeah. But sec- secondary scoring, as as we all know, is one of the biggest factors in the playoffs. Yeah. And Minnesota just didn't get it, um, yeah. you know. And then, like I said, the disaster putting Talbot in in game seven. And do we forget how good Tarasenko is? Like, I mean, I don't even oh. know if we said his name yet this year, but I mean, I know. he just has that ability to step up in big situations. And and yeah. Great series yeah. by the Blues. One, one more thing I'll say. Yeah. One more thing I'll say about this series. Uh, and Paul's going to love this. Kirill the Thrill. Like, I'm putting a stamp on it. This guy isn't an up-and-coming superstar. I'm putting a stamp on it. He is a superstar, man. Yeah. Six games, seven bingos. You know, it, it, it's time to acknowledge this guy as just a, a proper superstar. This guy was doing everything. 100% man. And I mean, they just needed a little bit of, they needed a couple extra goals, you know? Yeah. Uh, they were yeah, so he certainly did his part. Hell of a series. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Calgary flames who, uh, you know, Jess, uh, you had them in seven. Um, you knew that uh, LA was going to be tough. Uh, they played so hard, man, without Dowdy and Arvidsson is having back surgery. Um, I mean, no, no, you're mixing I, it up, mixing it up. Calgary, Calgary, Calgary. Calgary beat. Oh, sorry, Dallas. sorry, sorry. Calgary down. All good, all good. All good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. I know it's late. It's getting a bit late. It here is for, late. For yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, He's guys. still thinking about his Habs first pick. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, sorry. Yeah. So let me let me correct that. So uh, it was Dallas. It was odd. And it was the Ottinger show. Oh man, what a cool story that is too. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Just listening to the to the broadcast. Uh, you know the way they were talking about this kid. Um, I mean, I. I never heard of him until, but now I know exactly who he is. I think I saw somewhere he was, this was like the top five most saves by a goalie ever in a series. Um, Look, I think everybody in the world had Calgary winning, but I think a lot of people didn't realize just kind of how good this Dallas uh, team is. And that's why I picked them in seven. I thought, um, uh, you know, Calgary, I don't know if it's, they're a bit overhyped, but I think people were were discounting uh, Dallas way too much now i obviously didn't see this goaltending performance coming another guy that i just don't think people talk about enough could have been a psalm sleeper he could be my psalm sleeper literally every week is mira heiskanen man like yeah he made a big jump forward in his kind of game and the way he plays on both sides of the puck i mean 
Yeah, it was a great, that was a great series. Fun to watch, man. The rink in Dallas was rock and roll. Well, that was dude, great, but. it was one of those series where, you know, you see a team getting badly outshot, um, but they're, they, Dallas just hung up, hung around, hung around, hung uh, around. And Ottinger yeah. played amazing. It reminded me of the Habs last year where they're getting yeah. outplayed and, you know, you get good goaltending. So it happens yeah. every year. Uh, it was scary. I I thought when that game seven went into overtime, I did not like Calgary's chances. It was just like, no. This is one of those ones we're going to be talking about for a long time if Dallas pulls off this yeah. upset. But uh, yeah. fortunately, you got that one right in seven games. Paulie and I both had the Flames. Um, I had them in four, and Paulie had them in four. And that did not happen. So uh -huh. let's get to our final series in the West and uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. So back to what I said before. Um, another game seven that we didn't expect, except for you, Jess. Um, you had faith in Dowdy, like I said. And, uh, or sorry, you had faith in the Kings and they did mm -hmm. it without Dowdy, uh, Kopitar, you mentioned having, you know, Kopitar and Dano two shutdown centers. I remember was talking about this, how anything can happen when you've got those two guys, uh, yeah, shutting yeah. down, shutting down top lines. Yeah. And quick, quick kind of played it, you know, the old style, the, the quick that we've seen before he played great. Um, you know, the, one thing I, I noticed about LA that I didn't, you know, see before is is kind of their young guys that are coming i think i think la is going to be on their way to becoming a pretty good hockey team again here that trevor moore kid is just such a smart player um you know that ken bay guy is is just fantastic uh they got some really good players that i weren't aware of that and they, who can really score too um you know i think jersey on the back end's playing great that grunstrom guy couple, most of the guys i named were all leafs players at one point but you know, <laughs> that's aside from the point um but yeah no i think you know the key takeaway from this series though, and you know, I know everyone's talking about it, man, Connor McDavid, dude. I know. Connor another, McDavid. Was this, another this planet. Might have, this might have been the most dominant series I think I've ever seen. Like the sport of hockey is not designed for one player to just kind of take over. And this guy, especially in game seven, dude, especially in game seven, I've never seen like an individual effort that's just carried a hockey game. The only thing I can, that even strikes me as remotely close is the year the Penguins lost Detroit in the cup final when it was like Detroit was so good and they were just dominating until Sid got out and then Sid had to try to score. Like, right, man, McDavid just 14 points in the series. I mean, come on, dude. I know it's unbelievable. He's playing at such a high level. It's exciting. Every time the puck touches oh. his tape. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen and the way he can sh like shake off DHS. Have you ever, how frustrated would you be chasing that guy in and out of the corners? I'd be, I'd be skating full <laughs> speed to the bench saying that I've, I've torn my meniscus saying that I've got COVID. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that I would have any chance of playing against this guy. This must just be a terror. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations to both Alberta teams. And that leads us to our predictions, uh, Jess. Uh, we got the Battle of Alberta happening. Uh, I do have Paulie's picks, so I'll reveal Paul's picks and then uh, we'll we'll make ours. So Paulie in the Battle of Alberta, he's got a, a brother who's an Edmonton fan and a brother that's a Calgary fan. So this is oh, huge geez. for the McLean family. Oh, uh, geez. He's picking the Canucks. Yeah, so, so he went with the Flames in six. Ooh. Uh, personally, um, I believe the Flames are going to squeak this series out as well. I think it's going seven, though, Jess. And um, it's kind of a toss-up for me because Calgary, I mean, the way that uh, they were stifled by Dallas, 
you know, I don't think Edmonton's going to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to shut them down like they did one, two, two goals a game average or whatever it was. Um, but I believe that they will be the deeper, uh, better team come game seven. So I'm going yeah. with the Flames in seven. What do you got? Yeah, look, I mean, listen, I think the, there's the big weakness for me is still the Oilers and their goaltending. You know, we talked about, you know, the the kind of confidence you get in a goaltender when we were talking earlier on the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Mike Smith to me just doesn't invoke that kind of confidence in me. And, you know, Edmonton, you know, they had their hands full with a team like L.A. who's not as offensive as Calgary's going to be. So I think, you know, they're going to be a bit more relentless on the offense. You know, this series will go as, as far as McDavid can take him. I mean, there's only so much he can do um, in a series. So as much as I think I'd want the Oilers to win, I think I'm going to also pick Calgary here. I think the Oilers will probably be able to to, to squeak a few out, but I think Calgary is going to take this one in six as well. I'm going to agree with that. Calgary in six. All right, Jess. It's in the books. Man, but first of all, Battle of Alberta, I mean, Come on, boys. If you're not up for this one, I, I mean, know it's inc- it's going to be an incredible series, man. Oh, and yeah. uh, I'm just excited that we're going to have a Canadian team, you know, going to the uh, the semis. So pretty exciting time for hockey in Canada. 100%. Uh, back to the Colorado uh, St. Louis series. Um, Jess, I'll let you take the reins on this one first. What are you thinking? Right. So every time, anytime there's a sweep, it kind of always makes me nervous because your foot gets kind of off the pedal of the intensity you know, you can only practice to a certain level so much. Like I know these guys are pros, but you know, the fact that they've been off for a few days, whereas St. Louis has just been kind of going through the grind the last, you know, four or five days, I could actually see St. Louis kind of coming in and stealing maybe one or two early in the series. But man, I just think this Colorado team is just on, on a mission right now. I think they're going to, you know, maybe stumble early, but I think they'll close it out. And I'm actually going to pick them to win this series. I'm going to pick them in six i think st louis might sneak one or two out early and i'm picking them at six colorado six good call jess uh we're all on the same page here this is scary uh paulie's got colorado and six and i've also got colorado and six um i mean i'm it's the obvious choice here i'm i was thinking seven but uh i just think colorado's will kick it into that extra gear in game six on the road um they don't want it to go home and play a game seven against the St. Louis blues. It's just too much of an experienced team. I think they'll be desperate to win that one before that. So I'm, I think six is a, is a pretty good call. Agree. So, uh, that brings us to the end of our second period. And tonight's third period is brought to you by our good friends at wheel hub Asia. And just before we get to that third period, I want to shout out to, uh, the Misty's three in line hockey league, uh, Don Brown, a uh, friend of the podcast, all the guys from Wheel Hub Asia, uh, Adam and Chris, uh, congratulations on uh, completing your first year, uh, new sport in the city, three on three inline hockey uh, through a pandemic. They managed to get through it and, you know, doing great stuff inside the the, the hockey world and also in the community. These guys are working with uh, Barry Beck and Fallen Stars and, you know, working on men's mental health, doing great things in the community. So congrats uh, to all involved. Wheel Hub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three on three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. Four inline hockey players by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, 
head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, Jess, it's time for the Eastern Conference, the beasts from the East. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here are my thoughts on what just happened. The Bruins, yeah. Well, the Canes did slam them all year, and the Bruins almost sneaked out a win at the end. But, yeah, the better team won. I'll be a bigger man. I'll say it. Yeah. So, Rangers. I mean, ah, you got it. You got it. Um, it would have been nice to see Pens go a little bit further. Uh, yeah. Igor. It's all about Igor. He's the guy that's holding this team together. Uh, Caps and Panthers. I mean, Florida, you, you kind of knew they were going to win, but the the Caps really put up a good uh, fight. Uh, sorry, Ovi, you're not getting a cup this year. Whatever. Panthers are better. Anyways, as for the other uh, things that went down, I mean, you know, right from the get-go, the Leafs looked like they had a chance. They came out 5 nothing. First game. I was like, what the? <laughs> there might be a chance. This is good. And then, you know, I was like, it looked good. It really did look good. The second game, you know, they didn't get five goals. They let in five goals. You don't win games if you let in five goals. So, uh, yeah, Lightning five, Leafs three, the second game. Third game, though, they did get five goals, and I was like, that's how you win games. You score five goals, 5-2 five, Leafs. I was like, it's going to happen. My second favorite team is going to get through. I, I, I was still pretty confident about the Bruins at this point. They were down two games to nil. They came back. They won two like they do. But again, we know what happened to the Bruins. Anyways, next game for the Leafs, I think, was must have been game four. Seven goals they let in. How do you win a game and let the other team score seven? You can't. You can't. They got three, but the other team got seven. 1967. You're not going to forget about that year if you let freaking people let seven goals in in a game. Anyways, next game, it was a nail biter. But Leafs did come out 4-3. Put them in the lead. 3-2. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. I was I was just like, yes, this is going to be great. This is going to be a good Canadian team. And I mean, Oilers, Flames, yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. Um, but then the Lightning came. And in overtime, it was like, no! You're going into Game 7? The Leafs. The Leafs don't do good in Game 7. They don't. They never do. Ever. So I went to game seven. It was so close. I mean, so close. Two. One. They lost. Yeah. They lost. Again. I feel bad for every Leafs fan out there. Speaking as a Bruins fan, 
See you on the greens. Uh, so just to recap quickly, um, the Florida Panthers, Washington series, we all had the Florida Panthers. Uh, you had them in five. I had them in six, which I, that was the, one of my bonus points. And Polly had them in five as well. Uh, Jess, what were your overall thoughts on that series? I think, uh, you know, I picked them in five, right? I mean, everyone knows how much I've been on the Panthers. Um, it did look like they took a little bit of time to kind of find their stride. You could tell the, the you know, the Wiley group in, in Washington veteran crew, they know the, how to play in the playoffs. Um, but once Florida kind of found their game, they really started to find it. We talked about it early. They got some kind of big contributions from the Verhege line. Giroux looked fantastic. This is the best hockey I've seen him play in a long time. Um, but yeah, I think no surprise Florida won this one. Um, but I think they're going to need uh, a little bit more production from Huberto, Barkov, a bit more maybe consistent goaltending uh, uh, if they want to have a shot to go. But I mean, look, they got through round one, got through a tough Washington team. I mean, mission accomplished. Absolutely. And like you said, that is a tough Washington team that knows how to play in the playoffs. They've been there before many years in a row. Um, and they've won playoff series. They've upset, they've been upset, they've been through it all. And they've still had that core group together for such a long time. Right. Um, and Florida, like you said, uh, if it wasn't for Verhage in that line, um, they weren't getting scoring. So they were getting shut down by a veteran team and they were lucky to get out of that first round because they were down in the series, down three goals, I think twice in the series and yeah. slow starts have been their nemesis, it seems. So they're going to have to tighten yeah. that up a little bit going to round two. But yeah, congrats to the Florida Panthers. And uh, Jess, I hate to say it, but we're going to have the Battle of Florida because uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning took down your boys. Um, tough, tough loss for the Leafs and all of Leafs Nation. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gets blown up every year that or any time this happens to one of our storied franchises, like especially with Toronto um, and the luck that they've had lately. But Jess, uh, unbelievable series. I think, you know, that oh, it could have went either way. It was so hard fought. Uh, the effort level was there, 100%. Um, yeah. They fell a little bit short. And, you know, you can say it was this or you can say it was that. But I, for personally, I think it just came down to the winning mentality, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They just never seem to get phased. They don't get yeah. rattled. They just always find a way to come back. Uh, and you had them beating the Leafs in seven, Jess, and, and it happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, that's not what I, my heart wanted, but that's what my head told me. And I mean, look, what what what's there left to be said? Um, look, this Tampa Bay Lightning is maybe one of the greatest teams that's ever been assembled. You know, you, you can make an argument on the way the game is played today, the ability that this team has to, like you said, just find a way. I mean, you know, <clears throat> after watching this team, watching this series very closely, um, I think last year was a bit different in terms of when the Leafs lost, everyone just wanted to kill everybody on the team. This year was just, this was a fantastic series of hockey, two excellent hockey teams going toe to toe, you know, <clears throat> obviously the Leafs came up short, but it's like losing to just a, a great opponent, like a, just a great opponent beat you. Of course it's the first round. There's going to be that narrative still, but look, I mean, I think we've, we, we've said enough about this series. I want to quickly move on here, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the end of the day, look, the top lines played well. Um, you know, I, I think the point injury is going to low key really be a, an effect. Now I will say, I think this injury was been going on. It didn't just happen. Point wasn't the same point that we're used to here. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to need him back uh, if they're going to continue on the run. Cause he's been the, their X factor, I think, but 
yeah, not much more to be said on this series, man. Tampa Bay is just such an excellent hockey team. Yeah. Um, and no surprise there. I'll say one final thing, Jess. I don't think it's time to blow up the, the entire Maple Leafs lineup. I mean, oh, no question. I think you make a, my thoughts would be maybe like, maybe move Nylander and try and bring in a guy like Phil Deneau, like a, a shutdown third line center, a guy who can, you know, do all situations. They've got enough scoring. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and also the other, the other thing was the Giordano situation. I don't think they got enough out of him. Uh, bringing him in at the deadline, um, you know, I expected a little bit more. Uh, he had just lost a step, I think, Jess. He played a lot of miles. He's had a lot of miles on him. Yeah. And he plays a hard, hard game. And I just think, it, you know, maybe it caught up to him a little bit. Yeah. No, I agree. And 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 just one more thing. I, I watched carefully after the, the game. I watched all the post-game conferences because I wanted to see the reaction of the team yeah. and the reaction of the players. And the most interesting one was when Sheldon Keefe did his post-game conference. And he said, the thing I learned the most from playing against this Tempe Lightning team is their commitment to playing defense. So I don't think in personnel-wise, there's going to be any major changes. Like every year, you might have a couple of depth guys yep. in and out. You know, it depends mm -hmm. what happens with, you know, some of these guys. But I think what you're going to see, the major change is the way this team's going to play next year. I, I would bet my money on it that Austin Matthews is not going to score 60 goals next year. These guys aren't going to have incredible offensive seasons because he's going to change the way this team plays and they're going to mimic more of this defensive style which is exactly what washington did after all those disappointing years mm -hmm. so watch for next year this toronto maple leafs team not to be just blowing teams out like they were this year watch for that to be the big change the way they kind of play mm -hmm. play the game that's what i'll have my eyes on next year yeah i completely agree uh let's move on carolina boston series hell of a series jess uh tight games um third string goalie played half the series for Carolina. You know, I thought Freddie Anderson was coming back during that series and I thought he was going to be the X factor, but turns out it was anti-Ranta. Um, Still got it. I mean, uh, the Bruins, it was so tough watching, um, you know, watching Bergeron shaking hands. I just, it's such an emotional time. And when you watch a guy with like, he almost lost an eye, he's beat up, he's bruised, he's got black yeah. eyes he's in bleeding. Yeah. And you're like, it's such a warrior. And you hate seeing guys like that lose. But I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes, just an absolute depth team, Jess. Uh, they can score on any yeah. line. Their defense, I think, might be the best top six right now in the playoffs. So yeah, congratulations to the Hurricanes. You had them in five. I had them in five. And yeah. Polly had the Bs in six. And uh, we were all off on that one. Yeah, no, you said it, man. I think uh, we we forgot that the Bruins are the Bruins. And they're talking about a veteran crew, man. They know how to play. They know how to do it. Uh, Marshawn had an incredible series. Um, no, but I, I echo your point. Um, you know, it is tough. I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the Penguin series, but yeah, it's tough kind of seeing these legends, you know, as they kind of, their, their windows closing, if not close. And that's always tough to see, but that's how, you know, these windows open for, for new guys too. I mean, look at Aho, look at these guys in Carolina, they got an exciting yeah. young group. So um, no, great, great series. Another unbelievable series. One that will go down in the books for sure. Well, it's just one of those core groups that's been together, kind of like the yeah. Chicago situation, the Pittsburgh situation. They're one of those situations, too. And now in Tampa, just the same core group of guys. And like you said, Washington, finding ways to win, you know, got to lose some tough ones. 
you know, all that stuff is happening. So congratulations again to Carolina and uh, our final series, uh, Jess, the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins turned into an absolute beauty of a series. Um, yeah, no question. Sid played out of his mind. The turning point of that series for me was when he got clipped um, yeah. and on, and then you're playing with the third string goalie again. So you're down a captain and a third and you're playing with a third stringer. Yeah. And, and the Penguins still made it to game seven in MSG. So kudos yeah. to them. I think, you know, what Sullivan does with those young guys and how he moves his, around his lines when he needs to. He's just such a great coach. And, you know, it's sad to see an end of an era. But, you know, the New York Rangers are the team in the Metro now. And they are probably yeah. going to be for the next five, six years, you know, yeah. right there with Carolina. Um, yeah. Paulie and I had the Rangers. I had them in seven. He had them in six. You had Pittsburgh in six. Uh, almost happened. They were up three games to one, Jess. And then Sig gets clipped and the whole series changes. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, I think what people aren't talking about is the fact that, you know, the Rangers just, did just come back from being down 3-1. And not only did they do that, in all three of those games, they were down by two goals mm -hmm. and they still came back. So for me, the reason why I picked the Penguins was that this Rangers group is still a relatively young crew. Um, you know, the, 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 they still got the cores advantage at Panera and Kreider when pencil them as the young crew, but you know, they're back end, they're goaltender. So I was wondering if, you know, going against a bunch of veterans like that might be tough, but this team proved me wrong, man. And, and the fact that they had that ability and maturity to come down, especially on the road, like, man, watch out for this team. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have the Rangers as their dark horse and, and I can see why now. So, uh, but yeah, no, tough to see. I, I still have such a soft spot for Sid. I really wanted them to win that I one, know. but, uh, man, overtime goal. Panarin in the garden. I mean, that place was rocking, baby. Yeah. I mean, it was everything you wanted in a series. It totally. was just one of totally. they could have could have went either way. Um, tremendous hockey. Sabana Jet just he's he always finds a way. It's unbelievable. And then the bread bang gets a game seven win. Unreal. All right, dude. Let's look at our predictions now. So let's start with we've got Florida, Tampa, the Battle of Florida. We got an interstate rivalry happening in the US, and we've got an provincial rivalry happening in Canada. I think it's amazing for the game. Um, what are your thoughts? I'll let you take first stab at this one. Okay. So in the Florida series, um, I mean, we just talked a lot about Tampa Bay. I'm convinced that this team can't lose. <laughs> I'm convinced now that this team just will not lose a playoff series. Um, the, the point injury does scare me, like I said. Um, but I think Florida as a team, they played Tampa Bay in the first round last year and they ran into a lot of penalty troubles. Right. So I think they're going to learn a little bit from this and they're going to be a, a different approach, but I still just think Tampa Bay, man, I think Tampa Bay cannot lose right now. And I know I've been picking Florida, but after watching those two series, Florida didn't really look that great to me in the first round. So I think Tampa Bay is going to take this series and I think they're going to do it quickly, man. And I'm going to take them in five games. Oh, that is bold, Jess. I love it. I love it. I mean, they're going to be super tight games. We know that two great talkie teams this whole second round. So it could go either way, but I'm with you on this one, Jess. I've got Tampa Bay as well. Um, and again, the point injury, watching him grimace, um, seeing the guys patting him on the back as if they knew he was going through something because he got really emotional, right? Yeah. So, and a bunch of the guys came to him on the bench after it happened. So when that kind of thing happens, it makes me think he might be out for, for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is a team that has the depth 
I mean, they have to put Sorelli on the top line now. He can handle it. He's been there yeah. before. He's I a mean, hockey player. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the benefit of the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning is that they have the experience and the depth to fill in that injury. No question. Um, so if he can come back, uh, it'll make things a lot easier. And, and the biggest X factor for me is, is Vasilevsky. Um, he didn't have a tremendous series against the Leafs, Jess. I mean, his, his save percentage was around nine. Um, goals goals against was way up for him but when it come when it came time he was there you know game six game seven um make a huge save after huge save um and that's the difference for me so i'm going to take tampa bay in six and polywog has got the old florida panthers in seven so he's, he's riding, right, man. He's, he's, he's loyal. Right. The he names that right. we picked at the beginning of the year, he's loyal, man. He is riding it. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, four and seven. I got Tampa in six. You got Tampa in five. All right. Our final series, Jess. These two teams just finished seven game series. Uh, Carolina and the New York Rangers. What are you thinking? So, I think out of all the series, this is probably the two most evenly matched teams um, in terms of going straight toe to toe. Each series kind of has its own one, very skilled ones, more defensive ones, dynamic ones, not so this one, I find these two teams are are quite similar. Both have great decors. Um, You know, they have, they have good scoring up front, but it comes from depth. Uh, They play a high energy type game, puck possession. This is going to be a great series, man. And this is going to be a very tough one to pick. But after seeing what the Rangers were able to do in that series against the Penguins after being down against such a veteran squad, I saw a clip uh, today of, I think Zibanejad had missed a breakaway and Kreider was sitting beside him. And he basically, Zibanejad was kind of saying, hey, give me the iPad. I want to look at the, I want to look at, you know, the the break. And and Kreider grabs it, throws it away and basically starts yelling at Zibanejad. These are probably the two of the more veteran guys on the team, right? Yeah. And then, just in that moment, I go, okay, Kreider's now emerging himself as kind of the leader of yes. this team. Yeah. And now they have that. They have a great coach. They've got a great Colter, and who didn't play all that great in the first round. If you can find his game, I mean, look, I'm a believer now in this Rangers club. Um, even though I think Carolina is going to be a very tough test, I think, you know, Lingren, once he gets a bit more healthy, gets fully back to speed. I really like this team, man. And I'm actually going to take the Rangers, and I'm taking them in seven. Wow, that's that's a great call, Jess, and great breakdown. I think you're totally right here about this entire series. Um, it's going to be a tight one, and it's going to be exciting. I really hope Freddie Anderson gets a chance to play. Um, Shesterkin, like you said, didn't have an, an amazing series. I think the hockey gods were a little bit against him after his little mm-hmm. waving incident. Uh, you know, and little things like that in the back of your head. You never know, right? Can mess with a guy's mojo. Yeah. Um, and then... Like you said, I noticed that moment as well. And I was at the studio last night with Pauly and uh, we were talking about that. I showed the show Paul the clip and he, we just said the same thing you did. Like that was a moment where Kreider Kreider's like, put that damn thing away. We got a job to do here. It's like, you beat the goal. You hit the post basically. I don't, you don't need to look at that again. Like, come on. It's like having like a Sergeant major, just getting the troops like in order. And it's just, and then after that, man, Zibanejad, he he was flying after that, you know, hundred percent. You know, you got a guy like that who's going to do that. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, this team, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Rangers here. I'm loving the energy in MSG. It's just an awesome, awesome environment. I mean, I mean, you can't take anything away about Carolina's rink, but yeah, this will be a good one. 
This is going to be a good one. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I think they're going to do it in six. Um, I think it's going to be a really closely contested uh, series. The only issue I'm having here is, is Ronta gets hurt like once a week in, <laughs> in his career. So if that happens, they're in trouble. I mean, they, they bring out. They're bringing David Aries out or what? Uh, they might have to go Zamboni. <laughs> Zamboni driver. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's the only thing that scares me uh, is the health of Antiranta because he's just had such bad luck throughout his career. Uh, but top to bottom, I still believe that Carolina is the better team here, um, especially their decor. As good as the Rangers decor was all year, they're young. They got a couple of young guys in the back end there that are, you know, playing over their head all season, it seems. And uh, they're doing everything like Gerard Glantz got them playing, you know, incredible hockey. Uh, but I think the Canes are just a little bit deeper and a little bit, mm. uh, a little bit more experienced right now. They've, mm. they've had a couple of runs the last few years. Jordan Stahl is on that, on his last legs and he, he really wants it bad. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Canes in six. Yeah, and, I can't pick uh, wrong in this one. Can't no, wrong. and uh, Polly's got the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in five. Holy. So that's it, folks. That's jerks. our predictions. Um, so just to recap very quickly, all three of us are on the Flames. All three of us are on Colorado. Jess, you're on the Rangers. Paul and I got Carolina. Uh, you and I are on Tampa, and Paul's got Florida. All right. Well, it's going to be an incredible second round. I'm, I can't wait to, tomorrow morning for us. Um, yeah. It all it all begins. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to mention, uh, Jess. Not a trivia question, but uh, Patty, Patty Marlowe retiring. Um, amazing career. Uh, yeah. For me, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Are you on board with that? Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I look at, you know, Marion Hosa was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, uh, this guy's just been in the league for so long. Uh, he's got the points. He's got the stats. It's too bad. He could never get, you know, over the hump, uh, for, um, that Stanley cup. It just shows yeah. how tough it is to, but I mean, all, he played, you know, 1700 games over a thousand points. I mean, yeah, this one's almost a no brainer, man. Yeah, I know. I don't even know why it's a debate either, but I've, I've heard people debating about it. That's why I wanted to bring it up tonight. But for me, it's it's the same thing. It's a no brainer is you can't score over 500 goals in the NHL and not be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it man. just doesn't make totally sense. Agree. The fact that he doesn't didn't win a cup, I, that means nothing to me to get into the yeah. Hall of Fame. It's it's an individual. Agreed. It's an individual thing. Um, and finally, Jess, I did. I just wanted to mention, you know, Super proud to be a hockey fan this time of year because when you watch these guys go to battle, the seven game series, and then line up and shake hands, it just gives me chills. And like they have so much respect for each other, yet they'll do anything to win. So yeah. I I think it's one of these things where hockey kind of separates itself from other from other major sports. Uh, there's that factor where you're you're in a physical body to body battle for yeah. two weeks with the same 40 men hmm. and then it's over and you're shaking hands and congratulating. And so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that it wasn't, it was the, kind of the feel good story of the week for me, but uh, that wasn't my decision. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's my decision, <laughs> but no, I look, it, it's, it's one of the greatest traditions yeah. in all of sport, any sport. I couldn't, I cannot agree more on that. And just, uh, you know, not only are you going to war, you know, for, for, for like a seven game series, when you play, like 
all the matchups are set. So you're playing against the same guys. You're playing against the same three guys every single day for two weeks. You know them almost better than you know your own family over those yeah. two weeks. So. Oh, yeah. But after you look each other in the eye, you know, if you're a loser, you say congratulations, good luck, go get them. Like it really, it, like it, it's so hard to describe. People who just don't get it will never understand. But man, yeah. it is a beautiful, beautiful tradition. I hope it never goes away. Couldn't agree more. All right, folks, gear up for the next couple of weeks because it's going to be exciting. Round two begins tomorrow. Jess, enjoy the games, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. See you, Polly. Miss right. you, bud. Miss you too, big boy. Thanks, Polly, for uh, getting this out for us. And that was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co, Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to acrossthepondhk.com or find us on social media at acrossthepondhk.